Hi, welcome to Yeah. Hello. Welcome back to Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you for your patience in our hiatus. We yeah. are really happy to be back in the studio again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're very excited to be back. Yeah. Um. I have a little fat baby who was born November 2nd. His name is Tobias. He is very nice. He is so good. He is yeah. so very good. Yeah. And uh-huh. uh, <laughs> Hannah has a semester of grad school under her belt. Almost. I have one more paper and one more take-home exam, and then I'm officially have survived my first year, my first semester of seminary. So that's great. Uh, so... <laughs> Um, yeah. We also have like a small sort of uh, news update, which is, yes. so December is going to be a little wonky with yeah. recording and we don't know exactly how that's going to shake down. We will get you episodes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there, yeah, we've got some fun stuff yeah. in the pipeline. Um, come January, we're going to be recording bi-weekly yeah. uh, rather than weekly just because of having children and grad school. Yep. <laughs> um, so that's what you can look forward to from us in 2019. Mm-hmm. So... As always, I'm Tefera Jemian. And I'm Hannah Bailey. Welcome to Yeah, a show where we talk about young adult lit and what it can teach us at any age. This is our book club, and you're invited. Yeah! Yeah! So, uh, little confession, <laughs> we just spent the last half hour recording this episode, and then I noticed that um, having been out of the studio for a little while, I had a brain fart, and I pushed the wrong button, and we were not recording. <laughs> so we were just having a good little chat. <laughs> the, uh, the first part of this episode is probably going to be a lot of us trying to remember what we said. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> these things happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we were having a great conversation, which hopefully we can, we can reclaim here, yeah. because we're talking <laughs> about the wonderful book Dumplin' by Julie Murphy. Mm-hmm. Um, Dumplin' is a book about uh, Willow Dean Dixon, Dixon um, who lives in small town Texas. Her mm-hmm. mom is a pageant director queen. Mm-hmm. Uh, she has a best friend named Ellen. She dates a couple boys. Um, she is fat and she about halfway through the book decides to, um, enter the blue bonnet pageant that her mother runs, which she has never Mm -hmm. been able to be in because she is fat. Yeah. She has also, for the record, she has never wanted to be in it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, she's, she hasn't felt welcome, but she hasn't really cared. Yes. Um, and she sort of inadvertently starts a movement Mm-hmm. Of of girls who have felt unwelcome in the pageant, uh, mm-hmm. um, entering. Yeah, and there's lots of Dolly Parton. There's drag. It's a lot mm-hmm. of fun. Um, yeah. it's I I really enjoyed reading it. Yeah, I um, really loved reading this book. Yeah. Um, I had taken a little bit of a break from reading YA while we were on hiatus because mm-hmm. I was like. I'm going to read some grown-up books. Yes. Um, and so I think this was one of the first like YA books that I read coming back. And I was like, yes, this is a great book. I'm so stoked to be yeah. back to reading YA. 
Um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's a great book. I had a similar experience, except I wasn't doing any reading because all I have been doing is breastfeeding. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things I really mm-hmm. loved, which was kind of a surprise, I didn't know Dolly Parton yeah. played such a big yeah. uh, role in this book. And I have been singing Jolene to my child um, for their mm-hmm. whole life. They're almost five now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so much so that for a long time, my child, my very small child, called all bedtime songs Jonine. <laughs> so um, I would say, what do you mm-hmm. want me to sing? Jonine. Well, which which Jolene do you want me to sing? And there was Jonine Don't Do Things, which is Dolly Parton's Jolene. And, uh, and there was Jonine with the toaster. <laughs> Which inexplicably is Bonnie Raitt's Angel from Montgomery. Um, There is no toaster in Angel from Montgomery. There is a poster in Angel from Montgomery. I love your child so much. So so, uh, Jonine is a a staple in our household. Mm -hmm. um, And it was nice to discover that. Yeah. We've been thinking a lot. This is an idea Hannah brought up and it really just kind of springboarded a whole lot of ideas yeah this idea of the aesthetics of a body buying entrance to a space mm-hmm. um and ideas of transgressive bodies and spaces yeah. that they are not allowed into mm-hmm. and then and then building off of that spaces that allow for transgression yeah um yeah there's a lot of interesting exploration of spaces and how bodies exist in those spaces and what bodies are implicitly in ex- explicitly not allowed in those spaces uh so the the spot where i really saw it was with the pageant so um yeah about halfway through the book willow dean decides to enter this pageant which her mother has run for her whole life um and and she enters not not so much because she like wants to but because she wants it's basically as a fuck you Mm -hmm. um and she's she's frustrated with with the with the attitudes surrounding her body, and I think she's frustrated also with her own attitude about her body. Yeah, and um, and so she decides to enter this pageant, and then there are a couple of other girls at her school that she's not friends with at this point, um, who are also kind of in the category of people with bodies that aren't allowed in various ways, mm-hmm. uh, and so they decide to also enter the pageant, and it becomes this sort of revolution. Um, and so there's this moment when they all walk into the hall where the registration's happening and you you just get this sense that like there's nowhere in the rules that says that fat bodies and disabled bodies and brown bodies um, aren't allowed, mm-hmm. but like they're not allowed. <laughs> and And so it's a really interesting play with that idea of like, yeah, there's no explicit rules in this pageant that you have to be white and thin mm-hmm. and uh, like conventionally attractive and able-bodied, but like nobody expects people who aren't those things yeah. to be entering. They're yeah. expected to know that they're not allowed. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we were talking about sort of this, the the contrast between... Uh, sorry, I just thought of two possible contrasts that I could go to. So the two things I'm thinking okay. about right now, yeah, the contrast between the pageant space and the drag space. Yes, uh, yeah. because um, they do they go to a, a gay bar and these um, drag queens sort of take them in under their wing and yeah. teach them about performance and mm-hmm. teach them about costume, teach yeah. them about drag and kind of how there's really yeah. this idea of just kind of how how everything is drag right yeah um 
And um, the other contrast I was thinking of is mm-hmm. the contrast between this Willow Dean's transgressive act of signing up for the pageant mm-hmm. and Willow Dean's mother who um, was fat as a child, lost weight, got thin, and became a pageant queen. Yes. And, and the way her mother really firmly believes that she bought her right to enter pageants by losing weight. Yes. Um, whereas Willow Dean is kind of like, why should I have to lose weight mm-hmm. to be in this pageant? So that's why I froze up because I, I said the contrast between and then I thought of <laughs> both of these contrasts and I couldn't decide yeah. which one to go do first. So which one do you want to do first? <laughs> um, let's talk about drag and how it creates, how like the gay bar and the drag scene is is a space where transgression is allowed. Mm-hmm. Because I think that was a really interesting idea that, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. So um, Willow Dean had an aunt named Lucy mm-hmm. who who passed away shortly before the book. I think a few months before yeah. the book starts uh, of a heart attack. And Lucy, um, we talked about how, how Willow Dean has categories of fat people there are mm-hmm. sort of normal fats like her there are like mm-hmm. there are fatter people like her friend millie and then lucy is like a like like the very transgressive fat who yeah. i think is 500 pounds at her heaviest I think yeah um and i mean speaking of of your body buying you entrance to spaces lucy mm-hmm. barely leaves the house because yeah the world is so not designed for her body mm-hmm. and she experiences so much discomfort both physical and mental from from being in her body mm-hmm. in the world um but as willow dean discovers from from going through she's going through her aunt's stuff trying yeah. to see what she wants to keep because her mother wants to clear her things out mm-hmm. um and she discovers a notice for a Dolly Parton impersonation night, and mm-hmm. uh, and she goes and discovers that it is a drag event, mm-hmm. and that Lucy was beloved well known and beloved in this, out, in this space. Yeah, um, and so that really sets up the gay bar as a space where transgressive bodies are welcomed and celebrated. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a place where. Where the rule is that the rules are broken. Precisely. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and then we, we talked about how this kind of sets up the the uh, the idea of possibility for these girls and possibility yeah. that like creating these transgressive spaces is an option. Yeah. And yeah. 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 Once you see that that space is established in one place, mm-hmm. you start thinking about how you can establish that space elsewhere. Yeah. I think one of the we didn't we didn't talk about this before, but I think mm-hmm. one of the things that is really interesting about the dynamic with these drag queens that take them under their wings is that both they show them about like transgressive spaces, but they also teach them how to not transgress the rules of the very mainline space. Like they teach them how to walk in yeah. heels and how to how to perform. Yeah. Um and so it's it's these very transgressive characters who who teach them how to fit in. Yeah. Also in this other space, yeah. which is really interesting, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um I wanna talk also about the two dresses. Yes. So there's Willow Dean's dress and there's her mother's dress. Yes. And there are two really significant scenes with Willow Dean and her mother revolving around these two dresses. Mm -hmm. So the first one, after Willow Dean enters the pageant and her mother is really, she's trying to be supportive. Yeah. uh, But Willow Dean's challenge to Mm -hmm. the pageant 
also really challenges her mother's idea that she earned her right to be in the pageant by yeah. losing weight. Mm-hmm. And, and by staying at that And by weight. staying thin, yes. So um, Willow Dean's mother... Um, still fits into the dress that she wore when she was crowned pageant queen. Yeah. Um, so when she, she still fits into a dress she wore when she was 17, and that yeah. is a badge of honor for her. Yeah. Um, she wears it every year. Mm-hmm. So when Willow Dean challenges this assumption that really runs her mother's life Mm -hmm. Uh, her mother's entire life is sort of structured around keeping her body thin yeah and and willow dean just kind of busts right in and says like but maybe you can be a pageant queen and be fat did you ever Mm -hmm. think about that yeah but she's trying to be supportive Mm -hmm. and one of the one of the gestures we see is that she goes out and she buys willow dean a dress a pageant Mm -hmm. dress and it's beautiful. It's a dress yeah. that Willow Dean loves. It's it's her mm-hmm. favorite color. Yeah. She loves the cut of it. Um, she tries it on. And uh, she loves how it fits. Mm-hmm. It, it fits her very well. And uh, it's really tight across her hips. And she mm-hmm. likes that. It makes her feel sexy. It makes mm-hmm. her feel um, beautiful. And her mother comes in and sees it and says no, 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 you can't wear that. That's too sexy for the pageant. The pageant has rules about sexiness. Mm-hmm. Like, we'll have to find you a different dress. Yeah. And, well, and so we we, we saw two different readings of this, mm-hmm. which were really interesting. And I think, um, they, I think they align. I yeah, think readings absolutely. Work together. Um, yeah. So do you, do you want to talk, do you want to expand your idea a little bit? Yeah. Or? Um, so I was thinking about, about ideas of sexiness as mm-hmm. transgressive because, um, yeah. Because we were, you know, we've been talking about drag as this mm-hmm. place where um, rules around aesthetics can be transgressed. Yeah. And we talked about drag being very sexy and the pageant mm-hmm. really being being set up as very um, asexual, very yeah. much an idea of, of objectification, of ornamentation. But not but, sexualization. Yes, not sexualization. There's notably a girl who is not allowed to use a Beyonce song. Babe. <laughs> Beyonce song um, for her talent mm-hmm. uh, because it's it's too racy, which, yeah. I mean, we can talk about uh, the hypersexualization of black women <laughs> and yeah. uh, and how that is racist, um, yeah. which I think the book does not shy away from. It touches no. on it very briefly, but I think it's very yeah. obvious that that's, that's what's happening. Yeah. Fat bodies being sexual and being- is extremely transgressive. Yeah. Uh, fat bodies being happily sexual is extremely transgressive yeah. in our society. Mm-hmm. And Willow Dean having a tight, sexy red dress is is nope. very not okay yeah. in, in the world of the pageant because she is... Mm-hmm. And I do... I, I This is not explicit in the book, but I do feel very strongly that she was held to a stricter set of rules Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, because fat girls are allowed... Uh, much looser dresses before they're started start before people start calling them, you know, slutty or whatever. Yeah, and we talked a little bit about sort of the the arbitrary delineation between trashy and classy. And yeah, um, God, I'd love to talk about class in this book too, but yeah. we do not have time no. for it today. But you had a different reading. Yeah, um, which which again, where, I think that they they don't they aren't in opposition. But um, I really saw that scene as because again, there's rules for this pageant, but they're also like they're enforced by a person. They're not yeah. like Willow Dean's mother is the ultimate arbiter in what is allowed and what is not allowed. 
Um, and so I really saw that scene as Willardine's mother using the rules to enforce the idea that of Willardine's body not allowing her access to certain experiences. Mm-hmm. So there's there's the thread in the book that Willardine's mother kind of hopes that her entering the pageant is going to spur her to start trying to lose weight. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's not what happens. Mm-hmm. And she's upset about it. And I see this scene as Willardine's mother kind of enforcing this, you are not allowed to wear this beautiful dress that you love because you didn't lose weight in order to fit into it more properly. Therefore, you don't get to wear this beautiful dress that you love. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I think she even says, like, she kind of mutters, like, I thought you might use this pageant as motivation to lose weight. Absolutely. I think she Um, says it in that scene. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things that I I love. Yeah. Love, love, love in this book. Yeah. Willow Dean eats the same food as her mother. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Willow Dean, she works at a fast food place, but she says specifically she doesn't like hot dogs and hamburgers. She doesn't really eat food there. Yeah. Um, Her mother eats, you know, diet food. So Mm -hmm. there's a scene where like, okay, my mother made grilled chicken salad. So I guess that's what I'm eating, even though I don't really like it. Like, there's no, sometimes with books about fat girls, you get the like, oh I just can't stop eating thing and this really normalizes like some people have fat bodies yeah yeah that's true (laughs) and I like that that's just a little aside yeah absolutely Um, but I liked that yeah I think you're absolutely right on the nose with that that our that our mother is kind of well she's never overtly cruel but she doesn't understand she doesn't get it well it goes back to what you were saying about her mother believes that she has purchased the right to this space by her body and Willowdean hasn't. Mm-hmm. Um and and so she 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 is deeply uncomfortable with that. Yeah. I think she thinks it isn't fair. Yeah. Um but she's the arbiter of the space. So and she takes it seriously and she yeah. takes the rules seriously and she knows there are no rules that say fat girls can't be in the pageant. Yes. Um and I I do think that she does not want to be cruel to her daughter. Oh yeah. But I think she genuinely doesn't understand. No. Like one thing she says to Willardine a lot is, I just want you to be happy. Yeah. Yeah. She um, doesn't, she can't conceptualize of Willardine being fat and happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I like that her mother is neither purely villainous nor nor purely angelic. Yeah. I am. Um, I really, we're going to talk about relationships in a second and yeah. I really want to get into that. Yeah. Um, before before we roll out of this section on representation, I um and I, I think this dovetails nicely is I like how much the characters sit in the middle ground a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so like often books about characters who transgress norms in some way, especially in terms of their bodies, either like hate themselves in their bodies or are the perfect paragon of loving themselves despite what everyone else says. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Willowdean sits in the middle. Willowdean mm-hmm. uh, isn't trying to lose weight, but is also self-conscious a lot of yeah. the times. And she has a lot of internalized fat shaming and ableism yeah. that she projects outwards. And it's just a very like honest, real space that I think most of us live in of yeah. of trying to fight against you know, the yeah. the the horrible body politics of the world, but mm-hmm. also like having been indoctrinated by them. Mm-hmm. And I. So I I really love just how honest that portrayal is. Well, and she talks a lot about 
um, the the thing that I think I was about to say this yeah. when I noticed that uh, I had not in fact hit record and then I swore a whole lot. I find so familiar this attitude of that Willardine has of I am okay with my body. I like my body. Mm-hmm. Why can't other people also? Yeah. Like she really, really her her struggle is with the the shit that other people project onto her body. Mm-hmm. And I relate to that so hard because yeah. like. Like, as I've said before, I got fat as an adult because I finally stopped being severely anorexic and <laughs> my body went to where it likes to be, Yeah. Um, which is like a small fat. And, uh, mm-hmm. and I remember kind of being like, well, my body feels really good for the first time in my life because mm-hmm. I am eating enough food. Yeah. But like, suddenly everybody else has this negative opinion of my body. Yeah. So it really felt like a catch-22. And I, I loved mm-hmm. seeing that in Willow yeah. Dean. It was really familiar and and nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then at the same time, Willow Dean has Millie, yeah. who is her, her, this girl she knows who is fatter than her. Mm-hmm. And every time she talks about Millie, she is making fun of her clothes. She is yeah. making fun of the things she likes like she's very scornful of Mm -hmm. Millie as a person yeah Um, I think that also is a bit of of us buying access to spaces because I think that because I I agree mostly with what you said about how Willow Dean feels about her own body she mm -hmm. also has she has shame that she carries though yeah um and I think that she she is mad that Millie doesn't have shame yeah because Millie Millie does not have shame no um, and I think that Willow Dean, similar to how her mother feels about her, I think Willow Dean doesn't think that Millie should allowed to not be ashamed of her body. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so, again, I just love how messy she is as a character, like how, yeah, how how real that yeah. is, and that there's a hypocrisy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because people are people are fraught with hypocrisy. Yeah. I think I just looked this up. Mm-hmm. Um, Puddin which is by Julie Murphy, yes. is about Millie. <gasps> I want to read it immediately. And I love yeah, Millie. If the audiobook is on script, okay. the, the, the book book is not, I, I I cannot fucking wait to read that book. <laughs> yes. I, Millie is so great. I love Millie so much. Yeah. And I think I think we could probably yeah. do that soon because sometimes yeah. we go on a streak with an author and that's okay. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> we do. Okay. Um, so we need to get into relationships. Yes, we do. But... <laughs> um, do you have a last word? Uh, no, I think that was my okay. last word. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> and, let's and roll. There's so much to think about in so representation much. in this book. And I really encourage you, if you're going to read or reread mm-hmm. it, um, to go into it thinking about uh, where bodies are allowed and where bodies are not allowed. Um, mm-hmm. And that's a good exercise for your regular life, too, especially yeah. if you're a thin person. Yeah. Spend a day paying attention to, like, mm-hmm. where where your body allows you to be. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So you really, really wanted to get into relationships. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think that they're just so good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm especially really interested in how conflict is handled in relationships in mm-hmm. this book. And I mean, this, I'm really interested in the relationship between her and her mother. Um, in that... So, okay, there's two things that I really love about the relationship between her and her mother. The one thing that I really love is that... Um, it's not it's not neatly wrapped up at the end. Her mother tries and I think mm-hmm. things get a little bit better, but they're not perfect. Mm-hmm. Um and and there's space for that. And so I like that it's not 
again, it's very real. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing that I really like is that because um, the the way, especially at the beginning of the book, the way that Willardine's mother treats her is not good. Um, she is she she is trying to heap a lot of shame on her daughter about mm-hmm. her body, and Willardine resists it and. What I really love is that when her mother starts to give a little bit, Willowdine doesn't give her cookies for it. Mm-hmm. Willowdine, there's there's this sense that she's like, yeah, it's great that my mom is making these concessions, but like, they're concessions and they're too small. Yeah. They're like not what I deserve. Yeah. Um, and I think that's so important yeah. because I think, again, in fiction a lot... Like, whenever somebody who has been being shitty starts to be a little bit less shitty, there's the impulse that, like, you need to throw them a damn parade. Yeah. Um, and I really love that that's not what happens. It's like, no, okay, yeah. this is, like, it's nice that you bought me a dress, but, like, you should be doing so much more than this to support me. I think some of that comes from Willow Dean taking the enormous love she has for her aunt. Yeah. Who is now dead. And turning it on herself. Because yeah. her mother has been really cruel to her aunt also for being yeah, fat. Yeah, Because her mother got thin and, and, and her aunt, who was her mother's sister, did not. Mm-hmm. And um, and her mother really tried to hold up Lucy as a, uh, like, a this is what tale. you could turn into. Yeah, exactly. A cautionary yeah. tale. And I think losing her aunt makes Willow Dean go, you know what? No. Mm-hmm. Lucy was wonderful. Yeah. Um, that's not a cautionary tale for me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I like that. Yeah. 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 I think I think Lucy gives her the courage to say no. You know, Lucy deserved better and I deserve better. Yeah. Yeah, um, absolutely. So there are also boys. There are boys. There are boys and in the book. <laughs> I have to admit. Yeah. Um I love the narrative around uh um Willowdean's relationship with Bo, which is mm-hmm. the main relationship in the yeah. book. She also dates another guy. Yeah. But he's really kind of in service to the Bo storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, Although I do want to touch on him after we talk about Bo because there are sure. things that I really like about that. Sure. But yes. Um, Bo is uh, a real hot private school boy yeah. that, that she's had a crush on at work. Mm-hmm. And he very obviously also has a crush on her from yeah. the beginning of the book. Oh, yeah. And she slowly realizes this. And mm-hmm. what I really like about this is that it, um, her her whole hesitation with this relationship is that she, th- she is projecting a whole lot onto him. Yes. She thinks he won't want to date her in public. She thinks mm-hmm. that she'll get a lot of shit for being the fat girlfriend of a hot yeah. guy. Um, she, is, she can't stand to have him touch her body. Yeah. The thing that left me a little flat was mm-hmm. I felt that we really didn't get to know very much of Bo. I felt no. that he was kind of a cardboard cutout for her to project all her insecurities onto. Mm. Oh, that's interesting. Um, and like even just with how he looks, I had like a really hard time getting a picture of him in my brain. Yeah, I don't really have a picture of him um, in my brain. And I felt, I mean, sometimes that's a writing style, but I really felt like I had a picture of everybody else yeah. in the book in my brain. And, and he sort of felt flat. Yeah. Um, some of that is because he doesn't talk very much. Yeah, he's quite quiet. But I, I, that was my one kind of, the thing that left me dissatisfied was that relationship. Yeah, I definitely did. There were I felt like there were like hints that I was really interested in getting into. Yeah. 
um, that we like didn't really get into deliver. as much as I thought yeah. we were going to. Yeah, yeah, I kept telling myself like, okay, this is frustrating. They're not communicating, but surely by the end of the book they will have started mm-hmm. communicating. We'll figure that out. And it was really just kind of a nod. Yeah, and I understand that because the book is very much not about that. Yeah, like, <laughs> the book is very much about the the pageant and mm-hmm. it. I think the relationship is an important part of learning who Willow Dean is. Yes. But it really felt like this is here so we can know who Willow Dean is. Yeah. Um, I also, this is like a small thing, very small thing, but I was Mm -hmm. thinking about it this afternoon. When I first read the description of Mm Bo, I pictured him as like a little bit fat. Oh, okay. Because uh, she talks about his shirt straining across his biceps. Okay. But, like, yeah. my brain in- interpreted that of, like, oh, he's a little bit of a fat guy in a tight mm-hmm. shirt. And I was all excited because I was like, <laughs> yay, like, fat boy love interest representation. Yeah. That doesn't happen. We don't see that That's in books. That's true. Um, and I got so excited. And while I do think it was very important for Bo to be straight-sized and conventionally handsome for what yeah. the storyline was doing, I have yes. no problem with that. But it just made me really want books with, with fat boys fat also. boy love interests. Yeah. yeah, I mean, this is like me speaking as somebody who has just always, I remember in high school being like, I found that guy really cute and having like my friends be like, really? Mm. And like, just like feeling like, am I not supposed to find this guy cute because he's kind of fat but I really mm-hmm. like it <laughs> like, yeah. yeah so that was that was a yeah. little like oh that was very early in the book <laughs> it's like oh I yeah. guess that's not what they're doing here okay <laughs> um mm-hmm. uh, yeah sorry yeah Whew, tired starting to be a little blah, blah, blah. yeah that's okay um, um so I I want to talk about Mitch for a second sure, because yeah. I really I again really like how this storyline doesn't do what a lot of so mm-hmm. often in books when there's like so there's the boy that clearly the main character is going to end up with and then there's another boy yeah um usually that guy is an asshole yeah um almost unilaterally he is an asshole um Mitch is not an asshole no Mitch is a really lovely dude yeah he has an um, asshole friend he has an asshole friend that he like should call out more that's true but he is a really lovely dude and he doesn't do any at least the reason why they don't work isn't that he does anything wrong really it's just that willow dean was never into him willow dean was never actually into him (laughs) and like that is a very real thing oh god um like i mean just like my first two boyfriends were very much like you're here and you like me and that makes me feel good about myself and I'm hitting the social norm of having a boyfriend. I think the majority of, of like middle and high school relationships are that. Yeah. And yeah. I just, I don't think I've read that before, at least mm-hmm. not much. So I just, I, I liked it. And I liked that Willowdean comes off as a bit of an ass in that mm-hmm. yeah. circumstance. She is. She is. She treats him like crap. Yeah, she treats him like crap. <laughs> um, And like... I, I just like how much space Willow Dean gets to mess up. Yeah. And to, like, do things wrong. Yeah. And still be lovable and still yeah. be great. You know um, what it reminded me of? It reminded yeah. me of um, what happens in Love, Hate, and Other Filters. Yes. Oh, yes. It's like that. And I yeah. think I probably said the exact same thing. It's about- slightly different because I think she's more attracted to him whose name I am forgetting yes. than Willow Dean is to Mitch. Yeah. But, yeah. That that's what but it reminded me of. It's a similar, of. yeah. It's a similar mm-hmm. kind of dynamic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I just I like I like that. Uh, we haven't talked at all about Ellen. No, let's who talk is about Willow Dean's very best yes. friend. Ellen is tall and thin and conventionally beautiful mm-hmm. and does not have um, 
you know, being not permittable into spaces thing. No. And doesn't really get it. No, she does not. She, they love each other very much. They're very good friends. She is a good friend mm-hmm. to Willow Dean. But Ellen does not understand mm-hmm. how her body gives her privileges that Willow Dean's body does not. Mm-hmm. And she often really pushes Willow Dean's comfort level. Yes, because she doesn't understand. Because she doesn't understand. Um, and that journey is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we don't... Yeah have time to talk about it as much as I would like to mm-hmm. um, but the book sees them sort of drift apart and come back together yeah um, on the other hand speaking of Willow Dean being mm-hmm. allowed to be a bit of an ass Ellen starts having sex with her boyfriend yes. that summer and Willow Dean really kind of ditches her Willow Dean kind of panics yeah. because she doesn't know how to relate mm-hmm. yeah she kind of ditches Ellen and then Ellen starts leaning on other friends and then Willow Dean gets really mad at her for leaning on other friends Mm-hmm. Um, and that is a good dynamic to have, I think. Yeah. Where they're, they're kind of both not getting things about each other. They're both not yeah. understanding what the other one needs from their friendship. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the end, they kind of yeah. start. They start they to start to repair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like... I like that the book also offers like a few different models of what can make really good friendships. Mm-hmm. I feel like often you get either like either the best friends forever thing or you you get novels where the best friends forever realize that they don't have much in common anymore yeah. and then now there's a real friendship with someone who I have something in common with. Yeah. And I think that this book lets both of those things exist, which yeah. I think is really cool. Like, you, you clearly get that, like, Willow Dean and Ellen don't have a ton of shared experiences yeah. anymore, uh, but they still really love each other and they've really loved each other for a long time and that counts for something. Yeah. Uh, but then you also get sort of the beginnings of what looks like it might become a really lovely friendship between Hannah and Willow Dean yeah. um, based on sort of shared experiences of of being people who transgress the yeah. rules. And and I so I really like that. Um, I also really like that Hannah calls Willow Dean out for kind of thinking that she has it the worst. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forget the exact term, but Willow Dean's... Up, upset about you know not not fitting in not being allowed um and there's just hannah has this beautiful line that's like try being the bucktooth dominican lesbian in yeah. this town yeah <laughs> and willadine's like oh yeah they yeah. are yeah i love that hannah uh brings her girlfriend to yes the pageant i love yes. that so much <laughs> Um, and again, I want to talk about class in this book and we don't have time, but like we mm-hmm. can talk about the class politics around rejecting somebody because they do not have the money to have braces, right? Like, Yeah. Well, and yeah. and the, um, I was thinking about this with the, the purchasing entrance into spaces. The pageant mm-hmm. costs like 200 bucks yeah. just to enter? Yeah. Um, yeah. Thinking about all of the unspoken uh, gate gates, guard, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, gatekeeping. Yeah, gate- there we go. Thank you. Yeah. That's the word I was looking for, gatekeeping. I didn't sleep last night. I that is a, okay. I have a four-week-old baby. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, again, I think just, just reading this book, there's so much there about yeah. inclusive, exclusive spaces mm-hmm. um, and the subtle mm-hmm. ways that yeah. spaces are exclusive. Yeah. It's a really good book. We really liked it. 
We could yeah. talk about it for another hour, probably. We could talk about it for so much longer. Uh, we do need <laughs> to wrap up. We do. Um, uh, really worth a read. It is really worth a read. Um, even if you watch the movie, read the book, because from what I've seen, yeah. I've tried not to read reviews, but I have still seen some stuff. It sounds like they changed some things. Okay. Including Lucy's name. That's odd. Yeah, I never understand changing names. No. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Anyways. But yeah, it's good. Uh-huh. It's good. We enjoyed it. Yeah. Thanks for listening to Yeah. If you want to leave feedback, suggest a book for us to read, or just say hi, send us an email at theyapodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at yapodcast and individually at tefferbear and at thebalesosaurus. If you like the show and want to help us make it even better, consider supporting us on Patreon. You can get all kinds of great perks, including early access to bonus content, shoutouts, guest appearances, and more. Head to patreon.com slash yapodcast to donate. Right now we have a promotion running on Patreon where the first uh, person to pledge at the $5 level or higher gets a free laptop sticker that yeah. we mail to you. So mm-hmm. go pledge to us at the $5 level or higher and get your free laptop sticker. Yeah. You can also support us for free by leaving a rating and review on Stitcher or Apple Podcasts and by sharing this episode with a friend. Special thanks to Great Bear for letting us use their song Jenny's Groove as our theme music. You can find their music for sale at greatbearmusic.bandcamp.com. This episode was produced and edited by Tom Zalatni as part of the Upward Network. You can find out about all the great shows on our network at www.upwardnetwork.com. Hi, I'm Mel. And I'm Sass. And we're the host of The Last Stretch, a sports podcast. It's a podcast where we're going to talk about, well, sports. Specifically, what we do look at is what makes an athlete be the best that they can be. So not only do we talk to some athletes, but we talk to the people behind the athletes, from trainers to sports psychologists, you name it, we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about other issues revolving sports as well, hot button issues like concussions, maybe doping. Give us a listen. Find us wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tom Zalatni, host and producer of Up for Discussion, a long-running comedy podcast on the Upford Network. Every week, me and my team of hilarious improvisers use audience-submitted questions to dive deep and delicious into every topic under the sun. Nothing is off-limits. The audience has full control. It's like going to an improv show, only it's in your ears, and nobody's asking to see a scene about sex toys. Hopefully. One reviewer called it an underappreciated cult classic. Another reviewer called it not a very compelling product. Go check it out and see for yourself. The Up for Discussion podcast. Available wherever fine podcasts are sold.